When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring. I'm your host, Tyler Morgan, and here we are engaged in the relentless daring pursuit of truth, justice, and American jackassery. So, as far as all of the shenanigans have been going on in the world of politics lately, uh, the one of the biggest things kicked off that's really rocked the boat is uh, Tulsi Gabbard has come under attack from former presidential candidate, Secretary of State, Senator, and First Lady Hillary Clinton for allegedly being a Russian plant who's being set up at a potential third-party spoiler to re-elect Donald Trump. Now, I'm going to go into this here in a little bit, but first I have to uh, do a brief do a brief ad real quick because I got to pay bills because, hey, when you got to pay for a podcast out of your pocket, you need to pay the bills. So I will be right back after this. Chief. Why are you going to ask? And he didn't a off. That's plug merch, yo. So, anyways, getting back into it. Um, like I said earlier. Hillary Clinton has come out and uh, on a podcast, I don't even know which one, but it this is making the rounds that uh, a certain Democratic hopeful is being set up by Russia to eventually become a as an as an asset, if you will to eventually set up a third-party run and act as a spoiler so that way Donald Trump will be re-elected. She also said that uh, Green Party candidate from the 2016 election, Dr. Jill Stein, was also that spoiler Set who was set in place by the Russians in order to get Donald Trump elected. But the problem with that is uh, 
the amount of vote that Jill Stein took away from Hillary Clinton, specifically in three Rust Belt states, wasn't enough to get her to win the Democratic nomination. So I think this goes into sore loserism on the part of Hillary. And it's just that. It's just being a sore loser. And she's trying to make excuses. And also earlier this week, uh, Moody's Analytics, which is a predictor that ha- you know usually does finance, also does uh, predicts presidential elections. In over a hundred years, they've been wrong one time, and that was with the election of Donald Trump as president. They they predicted Hillary Clinton would win. Now, yeah, Hillary Clinton did win the national popular vote. However, we don't run on national popular vote. We use the Electoral College because we are a republic, not to be confused with a democracy. Because, you know, we believe in, okay, our party is sending its delegates to go vote. Yet at the same time, our, you know, the states have made a lot of it as a winner-take-all system. but. Generally speaking, if you know the Republican Party wins that state, those states are going to run for, going to vote for the Republican candidate. But many of you who listen to me are knowledgeable in the ways of how our government is set up and established, so you really don't need the lesson. However, there are a few people who might need smacked around a little bit because. We're a democracy. No, we're not. Wow. Uh, Mr. Producer, you need to turn that down a little bit. There's a little on the hot side. Um, But yeah, uh, I mean, I'm absolutely blown away by all this uh, because I'm going to... Try to figure out the best way to say this. I am not a fan or supporter of Tulsi Gabbard. However, despite her policy positions, she comes across as the most rational candidate in the Democratic field. She doesn't, she's not shrill. She's lays out her arguments for policy positions that I don't agree with in a clear and concise way that makes it easy to follow along, see where she's coming from, and have a logical debate. It's not a... She doesn't come out and browbeat you with rich people bad, straight people bad, Christians bad, she makes you want to have the reasonable conversation. And as opposed to a lot of the progressives in her party, she's not about the nation building and the regime change 
uh, wars that we've been fighting for the last 20 plus years. And I say 20 plus because, come on, during the Cold War, we had lots of proxies, you know, Iran-Contra. Contras were not so necessarily so good people in Nicaragua who were trying to topple over the not-so-good Sandinistas. Yeah, we we may have made some tactical errors over the years in who we got in bed with. But, you know, it kind of happens. Like when we supported the Mujahideen because, hey, they're fighting the Russians and we want to beat the Russians. But, you know, so she has been very outspoken. Um, she is painted by fellow Democrats as being pro-Assad, even though she is not pro-Assad. She's kind of like me. Assad is a, you know, holds a position that, yes, Assad is a bad guy. Got it. Don't like him. But if we go in there and try to topple Assad, it's going to be just like Iraq, where we create a vacuum. And who's going to fill the vacuum? Because nature abhors a vacuum, is going to try to re replace it with something as soon as possible. But again, um, it goes into so she's made her enemies within her own party. It happens. That's what happens when you try to be an independent thinker. You know, Ted Cruz, by far one of the most conservative people in in the Senate, not very well liked within the Senate because of his principles and that he will stand on them. But, you know, again, that's neither here nor there. But getting into this, so uh, this is a Fox News article, the... Julia Musto and Vandana Rambrandt. I'm sorry, I can't read well. But um, and he's getting into the article. Representative Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat Hawaii, accused Hillary Clinton and her proxies of starting a smear campaign that has been waged against her and her candidacy and her campaign since the very first day they began. Pushing back on accusations that she is a Russian asset. Quote, this smear campaign is coming from people like Hillary Clinton and her proxies, the foreign policy establishment and the military industrial complex, who obviously feel threatened by my message and by my campaign because they know that they can't control me. When asked if she would disavow support from foreign entities, including an official Twitter account of the Russian embassy, who has circulated support for the candidate online in order to quell American fear of foreign interference in elections? Gabbard responded, this is not about Russia. Foreign interference in our election is not a good thing, but what we're seeing, this is not about Russia, she said. Quote, I don't control them. I don't control what anyone else says or does. All I can do is focus on the message that I am bringing to this campaign. In a podcast with former Obama advisor David Plouffe, 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 P-L-O-U-F-F-E, I don't know, Clinton said she wasn't, quote, making any predictions, but she thinks Russians 
have got their eye on somebody who is currently in the Democratic primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. She's a favorite of the Russians, she added, saying they, quote, have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her so far. Gabbard lashed out at Clinton on Twitter Friday, calling her, quote, the queen of warmongers and the embodiment of corruption, end quote, in response to the allegations. He also told Fox News on Tucker Carlson, which I actually have some quotes on here. And again, here's Tulsi uh, right here, as soon as it wants to play, because it's my computer's slow. And so, yeah, see, here's where I think she has a lot of credibility with the center right is because she's willing to go on to Tucker Carlson and other Fox News. Honestly, I would love to do an do a pre-recorded interview. Huh? Apparently, it cannot play. Weird. But, um, you know, I'm trying to even do a pre-recorded interview with her because I think she's got some. Oh, here it goes. And that's a pretty strong uh, condemnation of, oh, all right, so I really need to hire a new producer because some jack wagon sitting in my non-existent booth does not know how to turn the volume back up on my microphone. The joys of live radio or streaming on the internet. But, um, but yeah, it's a fairly strong condemnation of, what Hillary had said and strongly suggested because Hillary never actually said the Russians are setting up Tulsi Gabbard. But it's fairly strong condemnation of the accusation that's been inferred. Because, yeah, she, as a veteran who actually has her combat field medic badge from when she was enlisted as a medic serving in a war zone you know she has been there she knows what it's like on the ground so yeah I think that she's going to buy 
a that buys her a lot of credibility with veterans and with the the more dovish libertarian uh, bunch because you know she's not wanting to keep us involved in foreign entanglements. I've been to Iraq. I've been to Afghanistan twice. Afghanistan, it's a lost cause. I hate to say it, but it is. And we're at that point where, yeah, maybe we're going to have to negotiate a pullout and know it's one where we will leave and we are we just bake in the fact that the Taliban is going to move back in and try to take over because those are the people who want to be in power and it's a nation that has been warring warlords for millennia i mean even genghis freaking khan couldn't hold afghanistan the aryans of northern india couldn't hold it Alexander the Great couldn't hold it. The British couldn't hold it. We will not be able to hold it. Just let it go. As that one Disney princess so intelligently put it on Frozen. But, you know, Iraq has turned into a, into a quagmire and a boondoggle. Is especially after the uh, 2011 pullout uh, at you know under the command of Barack Obama, you know. So why should we have to try to smear a veteran who says, you know, I don't think we should be there anymore. I don't think we should have gotten involved in Libya. I don't think we should have gotten involved in Syria. I mean, these are honest questions. From a Democrat who doesn't see where regime change and toppling a foreign entity has anything to do with, you know, pushing forward an American agenda. You know, whatever their American agenda is. And I respect her, again, because she has the temerity to actually stand up against Hillary Clinton. I'll go with this uh, next clip right here. Let's see if this one will play on the first try. I don't know.
Yeah, and the sorry about that. Um, like I said, she has absolutely no fear of you know of speaking out against this. Although you know most people speak out against Hillary Clinton, they usually find themselves committing suicide at some point. So please, if uh, if there's anyone listening in Hawaii, Washington D.C., Virginia. Please reach out to Congresswoman Gabbard. Do a well check. Uh, make sure she's not suddenly feeling any bouts of depression, PTSD from her wartime service. You know, let let let's keep let's keep an eye on Tulsi because uh, I don't want anything to happen to her. I like her. I think she's great for the Democrat Party as far as trying to find that middle ground with. Maybe those who are, you know, right or center, who you know, maybe there's some social policies that they're a little more interested in. But um, but yeah, it's it's at the point where there are other Democratic candidates who are uh, stepping stepping up to the plate to defend her. Uh, Andrew Yang tweeted uh, last night, uh, reading from his Twitter here. Quote, Tulsi Gabbard deserves much more respect and thanks than this. She literally just got back from serving our country abroad, end quote. And by what he means by that is that she did her two-week reserve or National Guard duty. At least she's Hawaii National Guard. She was doing her annual training, and they did that training abroad. So, yes. Isn't that nice? You, know, you suspend your campaigns because you're trying to fulfill your obligation as a commissioned officer in the United States Military Reserve, and you come back to being told you're a Russian plant? Holy Jesus. I don't even know what to say about that. It's, it's ridiculous that to come back from doing your time serving your country and be told, yeah, you're a Russian plant. You're, you're a stooge. You know, your, your only purpose here is to get orange man, bad reelected. Uh, Marianne Williamson also jumped in on, jumped into the fight on behalf of uh, Congresswoman Gabbard. Uh, her tweet quote, the democratic establishment has got to stop smearing women. It finds inconvenient. The character assassination of women who don't toe the party line will backfire. Stay strong, Tulsi Gabbard. Use her respect, and you have mine. And then Cory Booker, he did a nice gif reaction to uh, Tulsi's uh, Twitter rebuttal against Hillary, where it's a zoom in of Cory Booker's eyes bugging out. But then again, Cory Booker's eyes bugging out is the standard facial feature of Cory Booker. So, yeah, his eyes bugging out really didn't do much for the convert, you know, showing shock or surprise because that's just kind of who he is. Oh wow! Even uh, even Beto O'Rourke has come in on her on her behalf. 
quote, Tulsi is not being groomed by anyone. She is her own person. Obviously, she has served this country, continues to serve this country in uniform in Congress as a candidate for presidency. So I think those facts speak for themselves, end quote. This is one of those things where I think this kind of followed me along here. I'm going down a little bit of a rabbit hole. With the number of candidates who are currently in the primary, I think there are certain people within the party who want to see the party go to a brokered convention. So that way, when they get there, there's no super or no majority of who is going to get the most votes and therefore get the nomination for the Democratic ticket. So it, it's going to be brokered. And so there are those who believe, including myself, that Hillary Clinton will come in as the white knight and receive the nomination even though she didn't actually run a campaign. And I think that by her coming out swinging at Tulsi Gabbard and calling into question the honor of her service and the honor of her campaign, I think it will backfire and bite her in the ass. And I think that there will be people who look at her if she were to get the nomination from a broker convention and decide that, you know, we don't want to go with that. We're going to go with one of these people over here because that's just, that's just garbage. Again, these are just my opinions. It's what this is. This is an opinion show. So, um, it's it's just what I'm thinking on this issue. I could be wrong, and you know, maybe we'll get lucky and oh, some other schmo will pull out the nomination. But personally. Based on what I think it's going to either be Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren at this point, but that's neither here nor there. So, again, I just kind of shocked that, you know, that Hillary Clinton would come out and, and attack someone who is. I, someone who's actually likable, someone rational. And honestly, she's not even that big of a threat to anyone in in the party because of the fact that she's not so overtly pandering to the fringe element of the left. She's holding a center-left position as a moderate And she's not allowing herself to become shrill and hateful while on the campaign trail. And that is possibly her biggest defining characteristic is that she plays it so plays it so straight. 
So what good is it for Hillary Clinton to come out and say, hey, this person who's polling at 2%, polling at 1%, they're being groomed. You know what they're going to do? It'll be third party, and they're going to be the spoiler. It's just dumb. And frankly, I again, I can kind of see where she's going, the potential that she's setting up as a, you know, either swoop in at the last minute and try to right before the, uh, you know, right before primary season starts, maybe swoop in, announce candidacy, and run on name recognition, and hopefully because she's been out of the spotlight while everyone else was debating and, you know, having their eyes bleed or just having their narrative ripped apart on a stage somewhere, 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 somehow along the lines of inserting foot A into mouth B. And then Hillary swoops in the last second, tries, you know, right before primaries come in and get the nomination. And she's worried that, oh my goodness, this person who has called me out for my support of the war could be a third party spoiler and put Cheeto God back into the White House. I mean, I'm not saying it's a dumb tactic. I'm saying I think it's not a good one for her. And we will continue just shortly. All right, uh, welcome back to uh, Relentless Daring. Um, so getting into something else that has had a lot of people worked up was Donald Trump had negotiated a deal with the uh, G7 to host the summit at one of his resorts at Doral. Now, Unless he was planning on doing this absolutely free of charge, there's a whole lot of problems here. I am not, I am not a person who worships at the cult and idol of the Cheeto Jesus. So I have no issues calling strikes on this particular story. So Donald Trump had, again, made the arrangements or had the negotiations done to host the G7 summit at his resort at Doral. Well, that 
kind of goes against this little thing in the Constitution called, quote, the emoluments clause, end quote. And and basically, the emoluments clause is someone serving in office is supposed to divest themselves from businesses, boards, anything that could have a potential effect of using their elected position to make them more money. I understand capitalism. Capitalism is good. Capitalism done wrong and completely unchecked and unfettered, not so good. But this is written into the Constitution for a reason. So that way, you know, to minimize the possibility of public corruption. Perfectly understand it. I believe Donald Trump was 100% in the wrong for trying to set up the G7 at Doral. Uh, Getting into an article here, President Trump announced Saturday night that his administration would no longer consider his personal resort in Doral, Florida to host the 2020 G7 summit in Miami and suggested he might consider Camp David, which Camp David, good. It's no one's going to make any money off of it. However, it is, you know. American taxpayers will be paying for it. But the Democrats will be happy because Donald Trump is not in violation of the Emoluments Clause. I'm pretty sure Camp David should have some pretty good facilities, good protection. You know, you don't have to worry about world leaders coming under, you know, possibly coming under attacks. That means it's going to be less money on Secret Service details. Yeah. I think it could actually work out in the end better than at a public facility outside Miami, Florida. Uh, back in the article, quote, based on both media and Democrat crazed and irrational hostility, we will no longer consider Trump National Durrell, Miami, as a host site for G7 in 2020, the president tweeted. We will begin the search for another site, including the possibility of Camp David, immediately. Thank you. Which, Donnie, we need to talk. They're not wrong by saying you shouldn't be hosting the G7 at one of your resorts. Again, that little inconvenient thing called the Constitution and the fact that you are supposed to divest from your clubs. Ooh, I have a potential call in here. Let's just, this could be interesting. I'm going to hit the button. Hello. Welcome to Relentless Daring. Who is this? Uh, good morning, sir. I'm calling from India. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I, good evening, good morning. Say again. Uh, my name is Prem. Hello, Prem. Uh, hello, what sir. I do you. 
I am a computer technician. I am first time using this app. Well, uh, I think you've gotten into an American politics podcast, so um, I really don't know how I can help you. Okay, I'm sorry, sir. All right, have a nice evening. Well, that was fun. But getting back into was talking about um yeah the whole emoluments closet it's there to again prevent the possibility of public corruption in the case of say i don't know a president trying to direct foreign governments to spend money at a business they own now i know donald trump said that he had uh, put his stuff into a or his control of Trump properties into a blind trust that somehow he still had influence over dot 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 question mark um but again I if that's the case, he didn't really divest. So I, I, I really don't know. But the fact that he was trying to get all this money that was going to go back into his pocket, I understand he's a businessman. He's going to do things uh, as a businessman who support himself but I mean it, it's unconscionable that he would even think about doing that so I mean yeah it, it's one of those this is one of those times where as a conservative person I look at Donald Trump and I go, dude, no bueno. But now the announcement followed earlier tweets in which he said he thought, quote, he was doing something very good for our country and by hosting world leaders at his Florida resort. It is big, grand on hundreds of acres next to Miami International Airport, has tremendous ballrooms and meeting rooms, and each delegation have its own 50 to 70 unit building. Well, at least their, their protection details and their posses wouldn't have to be uh, doubled up. He followed up by saying that he had offered to host some at no profit to himself to avoid concerns about emoluments violations. Sure. He said that if it were legally permissible, he'd offered to host the summit at no cost to the U.S. Democratic lawmakers. This is very poorly, very poorly punctuated. I am sorry. He followed up by saying that he had offered to host the summit at no profit to himself to avoid concerns about emoluments violations. 
He said that if it were legally permissible, permissible, he had offered to host the summit at no cost to the U.S. Democratic lawmakers claimed. This is a run on sentence. Ladies and gentlemen, grammar is everything. And if you're going to work for a nas- an international news agency, you should learn how to type properly. So it should say, at no cost to the U.S. Democratic lawmakers claim Friday that past G7 summits have cost, quote, upwards of $14 million, end quote. But as usual, the hostile media and their Democrat partners went crazy, Trump sounded off. Uh, Chief Staff Mick Mulvaney announced on Thursday that next year's G7 will be held at Trump National Dural Golf Course between June 10th and 12th. This is, so, so this is on Thursday that, So on Thursday, before everyone lost their minds, Mick Mulvaney had in a press conference said, the president has made it clear that he doesn't profit from being here. The resort is doing it at cost. It's much cheaper to do it at Doral than other sites that were being considered, which, again, this is one of those things where even the appearance of impropriety in hosting the G7 at your resort is as condemning to the public appearance as if you were hosting it at your resort and trying to make a profit. It's one of those, uh, they used to tell us in the army all the time, perception is reality. If someone perceives you're being racist, in their reality, you're being a racist. If someone perceives that you did something inappropriate with a colleague of, that could possibly be, they could perceive it as a an act of sexual harassment. They they can go report it because what they perceived, regardless of what was actually going on, as their reality. I don't necessarily agree with that. This is things that we were taught. But again, there is the perception that Donald Trump is violating the emoluments clause because he's hosting it there regardless of the fact that he says he's not he's going to do it at cost and he is not going to profit from it because i will give him this he promised that he will not make an income while serving as president of the united states and so far every time he gets his you know his paycheck, he donates it to a charity, which thumbs up to doing that. But again, making a profit, not making a profit, it doesn't matter if if he's hosting it at his 
at his club. If he wants to get to the United States, that's amazing. That's absolutely awesome that he wants to host it here instead of us paying for him to go to one of the other G7 countries and, you know, fuel, transportation costs there because when they fly to a foreign country, it's not just Air Force One. Usually a there'll be a C5 Galaxy loaded down with the Beast or a couple copies of the Beast. That way they can, you know, have transportation and ground transportation for the president and you know anyone else who may be coming along with him. You also have his security detail they got paid for, staffers, aides, all this, as well as you know, obviously the cost of operating Air Force One and that C5 Galaxy going to and from. So Okay, he's saving the country money by, oh, he hosts it. All kinds of people are going to make money with with them coming in. But again, they're coming to your golf course. That's not, it doesn't look good. I'm sorry. But the the fact that he did decide, nope, nope, nope. All right, everyone's losing their minds over. I'm not going to do it there, even though I'm not going to make any money. And that is a smart move, considering that, you know, how badly people reacted. All right, so this is a little world news just because I find it interesting. Yep, some things are just just strictly American. Apple pie, baseball. Oh, baseball is very popular in Japan, and Koreans are absolutely crazy over the sport. I love if you're ever in Korea and you go to a Korean baseball game. Their rules are a little different, so yeah, keep yeah, kind of bear with them on that one. Another thing that is uniquely American is Chick Fil A. Uh, six months ago, they opened their first one in the UK, and well, I don't think they have the same constitution in Great Britain. As they do in the United States. I'm not talking about the organization or government. I'm talking about backbone. You know, to, the ability to stand up in the face of crazy protesters trying to shut you down. And out of the United Kingdom, the first Chick-fil-A in the UK to close just six months after opening amid LGBTQIA2+. E-I-E-I-O protests. The first Chick-fil-A in the United Kingdom announced it would be shutting down 
six months, just days after the popular American fast food chain made its debut in the country, amid pressure from gay rights activists protesting the chain for contributing millions of dollars to anti-LGBTQ groups because they donate to groups like Focus on the Family. You know, Christian groups, because all of us Christians are just gay haters and Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Not all of us who are Christians view gays and lesbians and bisexual, trans, and queer people the same way Fred Phelps did. May he forever rot in the dirt. Protesters formed the Oracle Shopping Center on Sunday holding... On Saturday, holding a sign that said, get the chick out. Say no bigotry and hatred on your high street. While the store opened its pilot location in October in Reading, which is about an hour and a half drive from London, a mall spokesperson said concerns raised by activists about the chain have made them determine, quote, the right thing to do, end quote, is not to extend the restaurants at least beyond the six-month pilot period. My only hope is that they trained their our, their English employees to be as courteous and respectful as their American counterparts and make people go, wow, they have these protesters who are being complete toad jerks, but they offer them water. It's really hot, so they're going to give them food? Huh. Because that's what they represent. That's what their owner wants them to do, because it's the right thing. The right thing is regardless of people protesting you, because not even the or business organizations, you know, model, but the owner's model. The owner says he believes one man, one woman, that's marriage. He never said anything condemning gay marriage. He never said anything condemning gay people or trans or any of or any of those alphabet soup people. He he said, I don't believe in that, in that marriage. I believe in this marriage. And now everyone attacks Chick-fil-A because, huh, how dare he think that only a man or woman should get married? Well, it's not exactly an unheard of thing throughout world history. I mean, Grand Polygamy had a place, but, you know, a lot of us have grown past that. But, uh, the yeah, getting back in this article, the restaurant has long faced pushback from LGBTQ. IA2 plus EIEIO groups 
Bovatech CEO Dan Cathy after he repeatedly made comments condemning homosexuality and gay marriage. And donating $1.8 million in 2017 to groups that spread anti-LGBTQIA2 plus EIEIO rhetoric. According to reports by Think Progress, yes, Think Progress, the now defunct, not operating arm of what media arm of the I don't know, some some stupid progressive group. Who cares? Chick-fil-A demanded the donation, saying they were intend to quote help with economic mobility of young people by focusing on homelessness and poverty, education and community revitalization, and is done with no political or social agenda, end quote, according to the company manager in March. Kathy has openly said that America is, quote, inviting God's judgment on our nation when we shake our fists at him and say we know no better than you as to what constitutes marriage, end quote, in a, two, in a 2012 radio interview. Well, these are the kinds of things that we learn in church. If you're not a Christian and you don't believe that, then you're not a Christian, you don't believe that. Who cares? I don't. You believe what you want to believe, and I'll believe what I want to believe. Since when are we not allowed to have If you're a Christian and you think it's wrong to say, well, we're shaking our fist at God because, because, you know, if you're a Christian and you support things that are ungodly, you might want to take a look at yourself. You might want to go get checked because more than likely, if you say you're a Christian and you support ungodly things, you're probably not a Christian. Just saying. But unfortunately, I hope this pilot store just blows people out of the water and they love the American fried chicken with the mayo and the pickles. I hope they love it in England. I really do. And I hope that despite the uproar over a fried chicken restaurant at a mall, yeah, maybe that mall doesn't renew their lease. I hope someone else goes, you know what? I saw how outstanding they did in that six months. We want to open one, and we're not going to cave. I hope that's what happens. All right, well, that's going to wrap up uh, episode of Relentless Daring. If you listen to it live, thank you so much for tuning in on podbean.com or on the Podbean app. It, it's great to be, even though they're not the, not huge numbers, the more, the more listeners show up, the more it will attract other listeners. And I thank you for coming on to the show, to my third caller from India. Thank you for listening, Preem. I think that you said your name was. Even though I think you're trying to get some help with the app, 
I still thank you for listening and deciding you wanted to ask me how to make, ask me something about it. Makes me feel good that I was absolutely unable to help you whatsoever. And now I'm just going to go to my room and cry. But again, I can't do this without the listeners. The listeners literally make me want to come in Saturday night and set up and record this. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. If you want to continue to support this live show and the podcast, if you're for those who are not able to catch it live, always download it as a podcast. Go to patreon.com slash relentless daring one and become a patron. Everything that gets donated to Patreon donated to me through Patreon goes back into the podcast. It has bought you know, my mixing board that I use to make the totally awesome audio, uh, microphones, cables, all that stuff. is It's all funded by you all. And so, you know, it's all because of you. It helps keep everything going. Uh, you also support the podcast by going to the merch shop over at shop.spreadshirt.com slash relentless-daring. I know it's a mouthful. Just try saying it. But go there, uh, T-shirts, coffee cups, hats, m- travel mugs, you name it. Go over there. Again, all profits from it go back into the podcast. And so, again, thank you all for listening. And as always, stay relentless. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 